Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome in episode 13 of the Portland Winterhawks podcast. I'm your host, Andy Dirk Johnson. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I can't believe we finally made it to the end of the regular season, all the way to episode 13 of this podcast. Unbelievable. I know they extended the regular season by two weeks. It's still crazy. We're here. One more game to go as of recording, depending on when you're listening to this. It is Friday. So tonight against Everett, final game. And then the Hawks get to sit at home tomorrow night and watch everybody else play. And we'll find out who they're going to be taking on in the first round of the playoffs. Coming up here in a few moments on this episode, I'm going to chat with uh, play-by-play man Nick Merrick, as I do every single episode. Great conversation with him earlier this week about the team, where they're at, the 20-year-olds playing their last regular season game at the VMC, all the playoff scenarios. A really fun conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, I always enjoy catching up with Nick, so that's coming up here in just a couple of moments. But before we get to that, let's try and lay this picture out. It is crazy how wild the playoff picture is right now in the Western Conference. I know I've been talking to some folks over there at the VMC behind the scenes, and just you know they would love to know who they're playing in the first round. It is wild when you look at how many teams still have a chance or still alive, and Portland doesn't know who they're playing yet, and they will not know until Saturday. So for those who are you know not paying as close of attention as some of the other fans, here, here's the, the glimpse of it, in case you didn't know. Right now, Portland is locked into the three-seed in the Western Conference. We know Everett's going to finish uh, likely on top. Kamloops maybe has a chance there, but uh, Kamloops is three points behind them, so unlikely here in the final week of the season. As I mentioned, Portland third, Seattle is locked into fourth, and then Kelowna is locked into fifth. All five of those teams have, have clinched their playoff spot, and you can make a pretty strong argument all five of them have a great chance at winning the western conference here's where things get tricky and it happens to be the sixth spot that is up for grabs as is the seventh and eighth and we all know portland being locked into three they're waiting to see who's going to finish in sixth currently it is vancouver they right now are at 52 points with two games to go in the regular season spokane is a point behind them prince george is a point behind them and victoria is two points behind them That's how bananas this last week of the regular season is going to be. And then to boot, all these other teams that I just mentioned, they still have two games to go this weekend, whereas Portland only has the game tonight at home against Everett, and then they're all done. So they (laughs) they just get to sit around uh, and and watch and see how all these other games play out. So I wanted to run down a couple scenarios, and then we'll set up at the end of the episode kind of what's coming, and we got some special uh, stuff planned for the playoffs and and some cool stuff uh, coming next week and the weeks to come because we're we're hoping and knocking on wood that Portland's going to be going on a deep, long playoff run here. 
But here's what's, what each of these teams has left on their schedule. So I wanted to go through this for you so you can have a better picture of it. It is very complicated, convoluted. It's going to change. And I know Portland's hoping they have an answer by the end of uh, tonight, but that probably will not happen, depending on how some of these other games go. Vancouver is, is in the sixth spot right now. They have two games to go, as I highlighted. They take on Kelowna tonight at home, and then they play Kamloops on the road tomorrow night. So back-to-back. The Kamloops one will be interesting on Saturday because they might not have anything to play for depending on what happens with Portland tonight. So you got to keep an eye on that. They might be resting some guys, getting you know, just trying to take the night off. Let's get to the playoffs healthy. So you're not sure exactly what Kamloops is going to have on the line for that two-seed. Are they chasing down Everett? Do they have a shot at it? So that game on Saturday is a little bit up in the air. So that's what's left for Vancouver. After Vancouver in the standings, you get to Spokane. Spokane this weekend has two games, both on the road, up against Victoria. So that very well could end up deciding the sixth overall seed in the Western Conference if one of those teams is to sweep the other one this weekend, especially in regulation, and pick up four points out of it. That team could conceivably jump up into the sixth spot. Spokane right now is in seven, and Victoria, as I highlighted, they're currently out of the playoffs and in ninth. So they need they need a, a good weekend in order to climb up and get into the playoff position. Prince George is your eight seed, also at 51 points. They're tied uh, basically across the board with with Spokane for what they've done this year. They play Kamloops on the road tonight, and then they take on Kelowna tomorrow night on the road as well. So Prince George ends with two road games at Kamloops and at Kelowna. So those those are your scenarios. I mentioned Victoria. They are at home against Spokane in both those games. So I know that's one that Portland, the staff and the fans, we're all going to have our eyes on to see how those Spokane and Victoria games play out. If you're wondering how Portland has done against all these teams. It's been kind of a mixed bag, and it's hard to analyze this because as we've known and we've highlighted all year, and Hawks fans, for you know, those of you who followed the team all season, you know that Portland got off to a slow start this year. They didn't have their full complement of roster. They were waiting for some guys to come back. Jaden DeRoe took a while to come back from the AHL. Obviously, Gauthier has uh, massively upgraded their goaltending situation later in the season. So it's hard because some of these games, you know, against Vancouver, for example, Portland's 1-2-1 and against Vancouver this year, but two of those games came earlier in the season. Uh, they lost a game to, to Victoria earlier in the season when they weren't at full strength. Uh, but they are 1-2-1 and against Vancouver. 10-2 and two on the year against Spokane, 1-1-1 one, one, one against Victoria, and then 3-0 and oh with two of those games coming recently here uh, up on the road against Prince George, and they beat Prince George also uh, a little bit earlier on in the year. So that's where we're at with all these four teams fighting going into the last weekend of the regular season. Uh, Portland, I know they would love to send off the, the home faithful for one more time in the regular season with the win over Everett, boost a little bit of confidence because you never know when you're going to potentially play Everett in the playoffs. It could be a second-round series. could be a you know conference final matchup. We'll have to wait and see how these first round series goes but you want to make sure you build that confidence and get a win at home against Everett and then you sit back and relax and watch on Saturday night and see how all this craziness unfolds. We do know Portland will be hosting that first round series. We'll have more on that as we uh, wrap up the show and then we'll also get you all set for what's to come in the coming weeks. Some really cool stuff planned for you I think uh, behind the scenes that we've been trying to put together for the playoff run that Portland ah, we're almost there. One more game to go uh, in the regular season. So there's my spiel on where Portland is at and what's at stake here in the final week of the regular season. Let's learn more about that, and let's find out more about where the Hawks are at, how they're feeling, what their goal is tonight, how they've been playing as of late with play-by-play man Nick Merrick. All right, now as always on the Portland Winterhawks podcast, it is my time to sit down with our good buddy, the longtime voice. Now, I call him longtime. He's been there a long enough time. He's a longtime voice of the Portland Winterhawks, our buddy Nick Merrick. What's going on, Nick? How you doing, man? Hey, good morning, Andy. I guess I'm longtime in dog years, right? You are. But, uh, you are. It, it's it's great. It was a successful weekend, so uh, pretty happy morning of us chatting on the phone and 
uh, just looking forward because, man, playoff time is right around the corner. It's right around the corner. I feel like when you travel as much as you do on the bus, you age in dog years. It, go, it goes pretty quick, man. You've been on That's that bus a lot. This, you, know, you put a lot of miles into this season. You guys are finally home. Is it, has it sunk in yet? I mean, look, the, I know the schedule is weird. They extended it by two weeks for the, you know, the COVID short, you know, schedule snafus during the regular season and all that. But that this, I mean, there's one game left in the regular season. Here we go, Friday night against Everett. You know, you're exactly right. Honestly, it, it's funny, too. It hasn't quite sunk in that, that the playoffs is around the corner. Uh, just because of the little unusual ending to the season with these extra, I guess I can call them an extra two weeks being uh, bumped onto the back end of the schedule because of the COVID-19 issues back in uh, the winter months. Um, but Everett on Friday night, big game, obviously, in terms of just having a rivalry game to kind of tune things up with two of the best teams in the entire Canadian Hockey League going head-to-head. And uh, these are two contenders to uh, not only win the Western Conference, but even compete for the Ed Chanel Cup this year. Uh, that's what's going to make it exciting. In terms of the storylines, though, from the fan base, a little bit duller uh, in terms of these two teams are probably going to be playing. And, and really, there's no, there, there very well could be no indication of even if, you know, Winterhawks win or if the Silvertips win, it won't right. matter much just in terms of having a nice, you know, uh, upper hand with the bragging rights going into it. So a little bit of a slower week, which in some regards is nice because then it just kind of allows the team to take it day by day, focusing on Everett, uh, you know, but not have too much pressure over it. Uh, they've had a lot of pressure, which they've obviously succeeded very well in the last two months in terms of uh, kind of rising up and getting home ice after a, a year that they started two or three games below 500, and, and and here they were, you know, contending for a U.S. division title here down the stretch. But uh, you know, then the eyes will be flipped on, and it's going to be a different gear in playoffs. So having kind of a down week, you know, I put that in, in air quotes, um, is probably going to do some good things here for this team. They could, you know, kind of focus it on some recovery issues and and just make sure everybody is fresh moving into playoffs because the coaching staff's been hammering at home for I'd say the last two months basically saying playoffs is different, you know, it's a different game. It's a different mm-hmm. grind. It's going to be more physical. That first round is the toughest round to play because, you know, teams are going to come at you with everything, uh, no matter who you're playing in the Western Conference, which I'm sure we'll touch on that during the podcast. But uh, that's the other thing, too. Who knows who the Winterhawks are going to be playing right now <laughs> as of us talking. So a lot, a lot of unknowns. But uh, ultimately, I, I, like when talking with the players, they are, they're thrilled. Like everyone's very excited. Some guys have never played in the playoffs before, um, you know, even, even dating back to their under, 18 under 16 days so it's gonna be a new experience for some and then of course guys like clay Hannes and and uh, taylor gochi and Jaden Durow kind of get one last kick at the can so they want to go out with a bang and, and they want to cement themselves in the rafters they, they're they're fully dialed into the team game so you love to see that and obviously their their success from individuals have been sensational so it's been a great group of guys i'm, I'm you know i'm really proud to see how much they've grown on the ice and picking up 56 wins or 46 wins. I wish it was 56, uh, 46 <laughs> wins and, and, uh, you know, a chance to win 47 here in the last regular season game. It, I mean, there's still a lot to play for in that regard. And you just think, I mean, I go all the way back to when we started where this team was at the beginning of the year to where they are now. It's just a remarkable turnaround that we've highlighted. And, you know, to your note, it's just, you know, and I know Mike wanted to have something to play for. And I think he did, you know, for the last, you know, week or so. And then you get to this moment where you're, all right, you're locked into the three seed. You're not going to be able to catch Everett. We get that. Seattle's not going to catch you, right? So there's just kind of, in, right. in, in those regards, not a lot to play for. But I will say, I mean, I'm still impressed with the effort they're bringing every night. I mean, I go back to the, the game that they won on the second where they blow the 4 nothing lead against Seattle. They find a way to score that third period goal. DeRoe gets the hat trick. Great performance from him. Awesome atmosphere. It's one of the better games that I've seen all season. 
And then even at that moment, you kind of knew, okay, there's what, four games to go in the regular season. You're not moving. This is where you're going to be. And that one solidified. Basically, you're the three seed. And what have they done since? They beat Vancouver 7-2 to two the next week. They went up to Kamloops and got the, the, the win in overtime weekend. And then even last night, you know, you get a, an overtime win against Tri-City. Are you impressed that despite the fact that maybe some of that carrot isn't being dangled in front of them, they're still playing at a high level and they're still winning games? I absolutely am because they're they're kind of focusing on different team goals in all of those games. Like obviously the Seattle game spoke for itself. Uh, there were two games against Seattle back to back. If you win both those two games, you, you pretty much knew as a team you wouldn't stumble and you you would finish ahead of them in the standings, which was key because at the time the Winterhawks technically could have dropped as low as fifth when they were playing Seattle. Right. So that was kind of saying, hey, we need to win these two games so we can guarantee home ice. You guys have earned it. You deserve it. You know, go out there and take what's yours. And then in the BC trip against Vancouver and Kamloops, that's two teams that have played really well against the Winterhawks, and they've been a little thorn on the Hawks' side during the regular season. So being able to get wins, get some confidence against those two teams, because there's very, very you know, as of right now, there'd be a chance that you would literally see Vancouver in the first round, and mm-hmm. you would see Kamloops in the second round if the season were to end today. Um, so, you know, in other words, it's a high likelihood that you could see those teams in the postseason as well. So to get the wins and, and get that mental confidence that, okay, we, we beat them once. Now we can just do it again in the playoffs. That bodes well for a team's confidence moving forward. And just in, in terms of like the tight games, the atmosphere, you're, you're right. Obviously there's been some really weird games. Um, you know, no more of the games of, uh, beating a tri-city team seven to one or eight to two, uh, but, you know, they're all, they're all one goal games because teams are trying to compete for these final spots in the playoffs. They're trying to solidify their spot. And what, what the big word that's come out of the locker room that I picked up in the last month has just been the resiliency. This team has been resilient. They, you know, they go up by two, they give up a goal and uh, you know, there, there's no, uh, there's no phase to them. Like they're, they're a okay. They know everything's going to be fine as long as they stick to that team game. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of thing too. When, when the team was up in Kamloops, a good scenario is, uh, you know, on Friday night in Vancouver, Vancouver scored a goal, their first shot. And then it was one, nothing. And, and, you know, probably in the back of your head, everyone else thinking, Oh, here we go again. Vancouver's beating the Hawks three times. They might make it four. They're off to a quick start. Portland responded well. They end up scoring seven in the game. They, they cleaned things up defensively and played a good game, a really strong game. And then Kamloops, they won up that and played probably their, one of their best games of the season, definitely in the last uh, you know, two months, and you know, stuck with it, even though they had a one-goal lead going into the third. A couple of fluky goals happened. Uh, you know, just one took an unfortunate bounce off the end boards and kind of deflected it off the goaltender's skate. So old teams, that's kind of one of those moments I was looking at where you could kind of put your head down and think, okay, this is what the team could hang its hat on. Like, right. you know, it's an excuse, if you will. Uh, but this team doesn't take any excuses. They, you know, the goal went in. Of course, it stings. But then at the end of the day, they say, all right, let's get it back. And what do they do? They had a player step up. They scored the goal back. We go to overtime. And then the Winterhawks get the overtime winner, uh, thanks to Jaden Durow. And, and uh, it's just like that persistence of sticking with it, staying, you know, focused and centered and trusting one another and, building that energy and just kind of like the belief in the system and, and others that they're going to be in the right spot. And they're going to kind of go through, you know, everything they they've discussed in practice and through the video sessions and they don't falter too much from that. So just seeing all those little elements uh, is what's going to do this team. Well, come postseason time because they're used to playing in these tight games. Yeah. That's such a good point, Nick. I mean, you just, you know, that you in any situation, whether you're blowing a lead, whether you're trying to come back, I think back to that, what was it against Vancouver? You're down six, nothing. And all of a sudden it's six, five in the third period. Like, just knowing exactly. that in any any situation we can find our way back into a game or, hey, if we took a, you know, maybe played a rough period there in the second period, we know we can bounce back with a strong third period. Like, it just, they've been through so much 
this year that I, I imagine that will set them up well for a playoff run. And now, I mean, you you mentioned it. Let's get to that playoff scenario. So they, they're, they're locked into the three seed. And now you're just trying to figure out who in the world is going to finish in the six seed. <laughs> you know, like an editor's note, we will, we're going to do some stuff throughout the playoffs and we'll have some more regular content for you. So we'll find out eventually who Portland's playing. And at that point, we'll get a full breakdown of their roster and what Portland's done against them. But I mean, that's got to be wild for them. So just for, for those who don't know, it's it could be Vancouver, it could be Spokane, it could be Prince George, and it could be Victoria. Essentially, six through nine in the Western Conference, they could all finish in that sixth seed, and that's the opponent Portland will play. How tough do you think that makes this last weekend, if at all, in the regular season? Or are they just in the mindset, hey, we're playing great, we don't care who the hell we're going to play? The good news is I think from the player's perspective, it's not as big of a deal. Uh, of course, everyone wants to know who they're going to play so they can kind of start getting focused and mentally ready for it because the second you know an opponent and actually thinking, okay, we're playing Team X, so what does Team X do? How can I do better against Team X? You know, and you kind of get in that playoff mentality a little earlier. Um, but for the business side, a little bit different. We would love to be able to walk in these dates right now. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's like the, the, you just can't release the schedule until you know what the opponent is. And, and for fans wondering, too, who may be tuning in, uh, the reason that's the case is because you have to, you know, there's conversations right now that are happening with all four of those teams. At one time, it was also with Kelowna and Seattle. So you had everyone pretty much in the mix um, in terms of, you know, if, if we match up first round, how's it going to go? If you have home ice over us, what it'll be? If, you ha- if we have home ice over you, how's that going to shape up? So those conversations were being had, and that's where there's the disparity because you can't release the information yet because different potential series would have different potential playoff dates. So that's, that's been the struggle from, you know, the, the business side of things is we, we want fans to know when the games are going to be. It's not like we're withholding them for any reason. We right. just don't even know yet. So it's kind of a day-by-day thing. And then what makes it a little bit unfortunate is quite literally the Winterhawks wrap up their regular season on Friday, but there's still games going on in the league on Saturday. So the team <laughs> probably won't even know their playoff opponent in the first round until after those games on Saturday. And the reason I say that is I've been highlighting a lot, uh, you know, this week, and we've been talking on the broadcast that, Victoria and Spokane play head-to-head for two games, and that's going to be on Friday and Saturday night. Those teams right now are both vying for playoff positioning. So if you get one team that wins both those, essentially they're probably going to eliminate the other one from playoff contention. So it's a really unusual situation. Uh, and then not only that, but now you factor on the East, on the Eastern Conference, there's uh, four teams, I think, also vying for that last playoff spot. So that one's even tighter of a race, which, you know, we don't get a chance to see the Eastern Conference uh, opponents this year because of the COVID situation. But mm-hmm. um, out West, to, to think for fans that there's four teams fighting for three spots. Out East, there's four teams fighting for one spot to get in, which is which is remarkable how close it is towards the bottom parts of the conferences. Yeah. Um, but it'll be, you know, in, in terms of uh, keeping an eye on the box score, it'll be exciting. I know the coaches, I'm, I'm very well sure the players will keep an eye on how the standings kind of jump around on after the game on Friday, that'll be the first time they get a chance to uh, kind of see, you know, maybe Spokane beats Victoria. Okay, now Spokane, where are they? Do they jump over, you know, Vancouver? Are they going to be our opponent? So I know those conversations are going to kind of just randomly spur, uh, you know, because you'll be box score watching a little bit. Um, but otherwise, you know, in terms of the team, I know it's the coaches have done a tremendous job of saying, don't worry about who we're playing, stick to our game plan. You know, we'll give you a little bit of the X's nose of what to focus on, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, too, as long as the Hawks are, are ready to go. They're fresh. They're they're mentally prepared. 
uh, you know, as much as you can be. And, uh, you know, then, then everything will kind of shape itself out in the first round. But I'm definitely excited to talk uh, a little playoff hockey when we actually fully can. Yeah, when you can actually fully break down an opponent and get into, you know, everything they're bringing to the table. It's just wild. So as of now, it would be Vancouver. They're a point up on Spokane, Prince George, and two points up on Victoria. It's just crazy. And then your note, I, it's something that you forget. When I follow Portland so closely and I don't follow the rest of the league as closely, I, I know that they're playing Friday and I totally space it. Everybody else is playing on Saturday. Yeah. And so now they're just yeah. sitting around waiting. And it's, I mean, at least you're sitting at home and you can just kind of watch and get a sense as the night goes on who your opponent's going to be. Uh, it's just funny that their season ends one night earlier. Give me just a quick synopsis. And again, we'll get into this more next week and we'll dive fully into yeah. their opponent and what they're bringing to the table. Just in terms of the on ice, you know, matchup a quick synopsis on on how you think they would feel or how Hawks fans should feel whether it be Vancouver Spokane Prince George or or Victoria I I do generally think fans should feel pretty decent about any of those opponents they're going to be good matchups nonetheless it's the playoffs and it's a different game so you have to take all this with a grain of salt first and foremost Mm -hmm. but during the regular season the Winterhawks obviously went 4-0 against Prince George so thinking okay if that translates to playoff hockey that's a good matchup for Portland now, of course, I'm sure Prince George will change some things. They might come out a little bit more physical. They might, you know, come out with some different intensity, knowing that's the playoffs and, you know, every single game is now earned. It's not given to you uh, to be playing now the, the following weekend and the weekend after that. Um, so keep all that in mind. But, of course, the travel to Prince George, that's something everyone obviously wants to avoid first round. But right. Portland, just a few years ago, they had to go up there and they faced the one-seeded Prince George Cougars and they, and they beat them. They upset them in round one. So, uh, you know, there's a little bit of playoff history there with the Cougars. Uh, it's been a good matchup this season. Vancouver, of course, we just alluded to that one. They played very tight games against the Winterhawks. They won the first three. One went to overtime. Then Portland had a big lopsided victory against them uh, this past weekend. But they were without their, uh, you know, their star goaltender, yes, for Vikeman. He's been dealing with an injury that's put him out for, I feel like, about, about a month. Um, so, you know, if he's able to come back for the first round, that'll be a big boost for Vancouver. Um, but in terms of overall feel, that one's going to be a very entertaining series. Um, cause we've already seen some theatrics as you alluded to earlier, Andy, with that six, five, almost comeback for mm-hmm. Portland. So uh, that, that one could be a roller coaster of a seven game series. Um, Victoria also kind of a similar situation, but you know, that's the winter Hawks opponent. They've, they faced the fewest times. They've only faced them three times. They beat them once. Uh, Victoria earlier in the season when the Hawks weren't really playing well. Remember we mentioned there were, there were a couple games below 500. That was pretty much the winter Hawks when Victoria came to town in the fall. They were, they were hovering right around that 500 line. Uh, so they weren't playing their best. Victoria was just starting to hit their uptick. And they, they've been kind of the, the biggest ups and down waves of, of the WHL season where they've gone on a, you know, it felt like a 12 or 15 game losing skid and they won 11 in a row. So they've had some big disparity where you almost don't know what Victoria team you're going to get. Uh, but Portland played them well in Victoria the last two games. I like that. I know the team enjoys uh, that travel across the island. So uh, in terms of a playoff matchup for them, potentially in the first round, I think they would enjoy that. And, and Spokane, well, you, I feel like we've faced, we've, uh, faced Spokane every year in the playoffs. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it, it, would be, it would be no different. Fans know how those series go. They're tough. They're physical. Um, Spokane's been definitely playing hotter hockey. They got a big win this past week against Kelowna. Uh, that's going to bode well for them trying to get into the playoffs. And obviously, as we said before, they're going to have a huge series with Victoria. So Hawks fans will have to be really dialed into that series, uh, like a series, I guess the weekend set on Friday and Saturday night yeah. in Victoria uh, between the Spokane and the Royals. But, uh, you know, I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect in that Spokane game besides probably, 
you know, look back to the most previous two or three years of playoffs, and that's probably what you'll expect because, again, that's one of those weird things where even if, you know, the Spokane Chiefs won the majority of the games in the regular season or the Winterhawks do, you know, it doesn't seem to shape up that way. It doesn't always translate into the postseason. But uh, I think all matchups will be really interesting. There's certainly – there will be plenty of storylines for – really either one um i'm sure one of the one of the most uh, notable ones very well could be if it's prince george you're gonna get taylor gauthier uh potentially starting then for the winterhawks against mm-hmm. the former club and a team that's never made it to the playoffs so that would be a very uh, unusual turn of events in terms of gauthier being there and, and never having a chance to play in the postseason for four years with the cougars then you get traded to the winterhawks you're a top seed and then you're playing your former club uh, there, and there's, there is still a chance that could happen, that Prince George could sneak into that sixth seed. Although right now, unlikely, uh, I'd probably say they might be the least likely of it. But again, this is all just speculation. Anything could change in literally 24 hours. Uh, but I would I'd probably guess they'd be the one team, if you could eliminate anybody, most likely won't happen there. But hey, it's hockey. They could get a big upset win over Kamloops. Then all of a sudden, you know, things change. Yeah, they, they can they can flip very quickly. We know that, especially with two full nights left in the WHL season, Friday and Saturday night. And we'll dive into more of that next week. And once we officially know, I'm sure the coaches will be sleeping a little better at night, knowing they can put together their game plans and understand. All right, this is who, this is what we're playing. This is what we need to do in the first round. Now, on a personal, Nick, I'm I'm curious to ask you this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your first year with the Hawks was was the year that was cut short due to COVID, right? Uh, it was previous year. Okay, so I got, okay. I got one. I got one full playoff run with the team. Uh, well, I guess I say full, but uh, not very full. But I had a chance to make it one full. But they, they that was the series they lost uh, with Cody Glass and in, right. in the first round uh, to Spokane uh, in five games. So that was my first taste of the WHL playoffs. And uh, just hey, I'm just hoping that this season can keep going another week, another week, another week, and uh, we can have some fun. That's right. I mean, it, it feels like the last two years are a blur. They're like the last two years or five years. So I, I'm glad that you corrected me on that. Just, But on that note, I mean, you mentioned you got to call that first round series in your first year here. And then the next year, it feels like Portland's ready to take that run. And we've, we've highlighted that. I mean, I think every Hawks yes. fan knows of just ah, the the what if of that season and the way they were playing at the end of the year and how loaded that roster was. They they were poised for a very deep playoff run. And then obviously last year was just a, you know, a, a, you know, a bunch of practices that we got to call a couple of them and you were there in every single night. But on a personal note, how excited are you to get a chance to, yeah, you knock on wood. You never know how long a playoff run is going gonna, is gonna to go, but this is a team that's playing great going into the playoffs. How excited are you, are you to call some playoff hockey again in two weeks? Absolutely thrilled. Uh, thrilled is the easy word to say. Like uh, just, just being around this team, seeing the growth, um, getting ready for playoffs again, kind of feeling it, that atmosphere is in the building. It, it just kind of gives you the chills and, and the reason why, you know, you love the sport and you get involved with it uh, in, the, in the, even the pre-COVID times. And, of course, you're, you're right. That's the biggest thing that the coaches were saying is, you know, they were pretty sad to, to see that they were, uh, you know, not going to have a chance to run for a championship that year because they felt they had the best odds of anyone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to get to that WHL final and have a chance to compete for the championship. But, you know, in hindsight, it's okay. you got to roll with the punches sometimes. You, you love speculating on the what-ifs. I feel like I do it every other day, it feels like, whether it's, you know, playoff <laughs> hockey or just something else. Uh, it's always fun just to get the hamster wheel going and think about, oh, what could have been if this happened? Or, you know, of course, the, the big thing we were talking about is what, what would happen, too, if, like, Seth Jarvis came back to this team. How, yeah. how scary would this Winterhawks club be? He'd probably be over the 100-point threshold with, you know, three of those other guys in the Western Hockey League. Um, but in that same regard, too, you know, you think of the what ifs, you, you smile at them because that means you went through something special. Uh, the, the fact that you're, you know, we're talking right now and speculating of what's going to happen during that Scotty Monroe season when they won the regular season championship in 2020. 
you know, you, you marvel at it because it was such a good group, and you feel like those those kids were denied a chance to to make a run for a championship, and then also get some playoff experience. So that's going to be the X factor going into the playoffs. I'm I'm kind of excited um, from the standpoint of seeing some of these players who are even 18 years old and they haven't had a WHL playoff run yet. Of course, we just had Goche. He's 21 now. He hasn't been in the WHL playoffs. So seeing the emotions right. and how things are going to switch for them is going to be a very cool experience on the back back end side for me, and you know, kind of behind the scenes to be able to see that, and we'll try to bring you as much exclusivity in the playoffs as we can in terms of that rawness of of the postseason because uh, it's i don't know it's a different animal I, I don't know how to describe it for fans i mean fans know when they're watching it but when you're around it every day like today very normal day you come in you know there's a practice schedule here in, you know in the next four hours uh teams doing some classwork things are normal then all of a sudden playoff comes well now school's kind of wrapping up for some of the kids so you know the college classes are done now it's just fully 100 percent attention to hockey there's more training there's more you know film sessions there's just more energy built out in the locker room in the building here in the vmc and things just feel different uh, it's, it's almost like one of those you, you almost have to like kind of work in the sport or just be around it 24 7 to fully grasp it um but it's it's just going to be an exciting experience for everybody and uh you know obviously i hope i hope the 20 year olds can go out on top i hope they can make at least a memorable run i know it's something the winter hawks have won the you know, wanted to do recently is just kind mm-hmm. of uh, have a long postseason run and this is the crew that could do it it's very, it's very unusual though, because out west, I, I, I think it's pretty true that those top five seeds that we've, you know, we haven't really talked about much today, but you know, you you put a ball in the hat and and you pull one out and you see what logo it has, and pretty much that team can win the Western Conference this year. So it's going to be a really fun race. I think it makes it exciting too, because when you go into a postseason, there's somebody who's like a heavy, heavy favorite. You know, everyone keeps an eye on that on that one team, and this year is going to be a little different because now there's kind of five, six teams you want to keep an eye on and. Of course, upsets are probably going to happen at some point. Um, I would doubt it would run chalk, but, uh, you know, you just try to cheer on the Hawks as much as you can, and, the, and those guys are going to be ready for it, and hopefully the fans are too because, boy, it's just, it's just a different time being able to play in April. And we'll, we'll be happily uh, – we'll happily keep the golf – clubs away in the closet for a couple of months if you need to. Uh, You wait a little bit. We're we're fine waiting as long as it's needed, as long as a playoff run uh, goes on. You're so spot. I mean, the intensity, the focus, everything that goes into a playoff uh, playoff hockey. It's why it's the best postseason. Whether you're talking the WHL, the NHL, it doesn't matter. It's just that you cannot match the intensity uh, that comes with it. And and the and the uh, the idea that that you pointed out there, Nick, that anybody can win. That's the beautiful thing about yeah. hockey. Now, as a favorite, you hate it because you'd love to be a sport where just hey, the best team on paper is always going to win. We know Alabama football is always going to win. That's not the Correct. way hockey works. It just you can get a fluky bounce here, a hot you know hot goaltender there, and next thing you know, you're getting upset by a team that had you know 40 points less than you in the regular season which is wild to think about but that's the beautiful nature of, of hockey that we love one last thing for you nick and you you touched on it there wanting the 20 year olds to have a chance to go on that long playoff run what, what do you think their emotions are going to be friday night everett in town last home game of the season at least the regular season but then the idea that you just you don't know when that that last home game is going to be it could be at any time in the first round second round conference finals you're never quite sure but what do you think the emotions are for them one last time lacing up the skates knowing this is the the last time in the regular season at least at the vmc it's funny because i actually asked uh jaden and, and clay when we we're on the road trip just a week ago of, of kind of what, what their thoughts were wrapping up their final regular season and of course they, they say the old cliche and they, they said nick i know it's cliche but it's true you know you don't want to take these days for granted because they go by so quickly yeah. every single person said that because the season such it's such a grind it's a lot of games you're basically playing a pro schedule for you know 
student athletes, if you will, who yeah. are anywhere from 16 to 21 years old. So, uh, you know, it, it becomes an exhaustion point in terms of you're, you're around the sport a lot. And it's, you know, that's why the days go by fast because you're constantly around it and you're consuming it and you're practicing it and you're playing it. Um, but, you know, they, they kind of both said the similar things where uh, Clay was like, I don't think it's going to hit me much on Friday. Uh, you know, he's, he's kind of just more excited for the postseason and wants to make sure he can help lead his team and as one of the captains and Jaden Drow as well as one of the team captains to, you know, try to help coach the guys up a little bit too and give them a little bit of the X's nose of how it'll go because they both had a playoff series before. Not a lot, but they both had at least that one series that we alluded to earlier against Spokane. Uh, Clay had an extra one where he drew into, I think, one game there during the uh, 2017 postseason run. Um, but you know, ultimately then uh, Jaden kind of quickly followed it up when I was talking with him and he's like, you know, I, I wear my emotion on my sleeve. Like, if, if I'm if I'm upset, you know, my teammates will know about it. If I'm sad, my teammates know about it. If I'm happy, they'll know about it. So, uh, basically, he was trying to get at. He thinks it's going to be a little bit of emotional on, yeah. on Friday, but ultimately, knowing that you're going to play hockey the next day, it's not going to. It's not really going to stop it. I'm sure they'll probably take a deep breath and try to soak it in as much as you can, which is very hard to do in this stage. Um, but you know, hopefully, the the season will run into June, and uh, the team will be <laughs> in you know really good position. But I'm, as every year is with the 20 year olds, tears will be shed. Uh, it's always a tough exit, but you know, you don't, the good news is you don't focus on those things. You get focused on finding the fun stories and growing a bigger bond with your teammates. And heck, even, uh, you know, even from, from our side of covering it, like, and being able to watch these players, it's, it's fun to experience it. Cause in the last question, when you ask me about, you know, what I'm excited for, it's, it's also hard for me to talk about it much because I've, I haven't had too many experiences in the WHL playoffs. Yeah. I have in you know, other junior leagues, but Every team, every league is different. Every year is different. So, you know, in that same regard, too, it's fun to be able to pick up your own playoff stories along the way. And that's basically the mindset that I'm sure Clay and, and Jaden and, and Taylor are. And obviously Taylor's been very vocal about the whole fact of, um, you know, oh, typically he'll, he'll joke at me and be like, you don't want to ask me about me not playing in the playoffs ever in my career. Like he knows <laughs> it's the elephant in the room. He, he you know, he, he literally vocally says it because um, he knows that's kind of the one thing he's been missing in his game. Now he has an NHL contract. So, he wants to go out with a bang as well and how close he's kind of grew with this team coming in as a late December acquisition is, is remarkable as well, because obviously there's a friendship that was bonded so quickly and uh, the respect he gained immediately in the locker room and came with open arms. So it's a really good culture uh, in this team and, and that's, what's going to help for the future. So at, at least you, you focus in on things and you just say, let's hope the team could play well this night and that night and game four and game five and, you know, the 20-year-olds the can keep prolonging their season an extra week. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you, you, every time you mention playing hockey till June, I just chuckle. It just, I, I still have to wrap my head around that. But I it's hope really that right. it happens, man. I hope that it happens. I love the, the stories there about those guys and the emotions they're going to be feeling the last time they take the ice, at least in the regular season at the VMC. And, you know, Gauthier obviously hasn't been here as long as Darrow and some of the others. But, you know, Clay Hahn has right. been around a long time. But just um, the emotions that go into it would love. I can't wait to see Gauthier have that chance in the playoffs and we'll dive more into that next week man i you know enjoy one last game uh in, in the regular season have a great call on friday night enjoy putting your feet up not having to work on saturday no bus trips for yeah. a week that's nice <laughs> and uh, hey i'm sorry about your tar heels man i know it's been a tough week and a half for you so i'm sorry about your tar heels buddy 
You know what's funny you said that though. Uh, I, I appreciate all the words there. Uh, the, the the heels just got a big acquisition back this week. Armando Baycott's coming back for another year. So Look at that! There excited. you go. I'll, I'll be excited with the college basketball. There's some good news for my Tar Heel <laughs> fans. And I, you know, Andy, I want to end it on this too. If, if we're wrapping up, uh, I can't wait to see the fans on Friday night. It's going to be extremely exciting yeah. to get that energy back in the building. Seriously, the the amount you do for the players and even me, um, I, I always tip my cap to you. It's so much fun when this place is rocking. And, and just know the love is appreciated and felt from everyone within this organization, uh, first and foremost. Second thing is, um, you know, with, with uh, postseason play right around the corner and, and this past weekend, uh, the team got to have a little fun. And I'll, I'll kind of clue you in on this one, Andy. I don't think we have even a chance off the record to talk about this yet. But, of course, the Masters just wrapped up. How fun was that? Yeah, yeah, it was an amazing I, I, tournament. I I guess a little uneventful uh, final day. It got exciting for a little bit there. Then, yeah. of course, Scheffler ran away with it. But you may have to have a little blend over with your new podcast because the guys <laughs> are doing some master's pools in, in their locker room. And, and shout out to Team Team Kozak. Uh, Captain Kozak and his crew of guys, they ended up getting the win there. They had uh, Lowry and Scheffler on their team. So uh, just kind of some behind-the-scenes things. Of, of you know The guys will tune in and they'll have some fun with some other stuff. And everyone was dialed into the master's coverage on, on the bus trip. So I'm sure the team's glad they don't have to go back on the bus for another week, like you just said. But um, there was definitely some good bonding moments this past this past week. Well, and on that note, too, for those who haven't seen it, go check out on all the Winterhawk social media accounts the trip that they did out to the Children's Course, which is one of the great institutions in this area that helps grow the game of golf. And it's a place near and dear to my heart because I grew up playing golf on that course when I was just a young, you know, elementary school, middle school kid. Watching the guys roast each other in their golf swings and you know just making fun of how bad they are, it was it was delightful. And Jeremy's got the drone flying around out there man it was a great job editing and and putting that together and another great example of all the good that the hawks do in the community which is stuff i I think sometimes for those that aren't plugged in or don't know they don't quite realize how active these guys are uh, in the community and they they are all over the place and it just was another example of it so let's tie both those things to golf the masters pools and their outing at the children's course together uh the hawks continue to do great things in the community well buddy it's always fun i always enjoy it and i cannot wait we're going to keep this podcast going all the way till june we thought we were going to be done now but now the season got delayed two weeks and now it's like hey we got to keep this going in the playoffs so let's just let's book it now all the way until june all the way to the memorial cup thanks as always buddy we'll catch up again next week that sounds like a plan see you next week for the playoff preview can't thank nick again enough for hopping on not only on this episode but all season long he's just a joy to talk to a great guy i hope you enjoy his insight he gives you the behind the scenes look of what the bus rides are like and it's it's been a lot of them lately so i'm glad those guys get to kind of hang out at home at least for a week and then we know next weekend they're hosting a couple of playoff games so the next bus trip won't be for a few days and for a peek behind the curtain for you, here, here's kind of the original plan at the start of the year. We were going to do 14 of these episodes, and this is episode 13. So this was going to be the last one, and then we were going to do basically one at the end of the season to kind of recap the year and talk to some players and talk to some coaches and try and kind of encapsulate everything that happened this year for Portland. But with the way that they've played, the excitement that they've brought, how they've looked over the last couple of months, we just thought, I mean, we can't do that. we got to keep these going uh, every week throughout the playoffs. So... The plan as of now is next week we're going to have a little preview episode for you where we're going to preview whoever Portland is playing in the first round of the playoffs, whether it be Vancouver, Spokane, Victoria, or Prince George. So we'll highlight the opponent. We'll break down uh, the matchup. Nick will hop on again next week. And then I wanted to get over to the VMC and have a sit-down conversation with Clay Hondas, one of the captains on this team. He's been around a long time, one of the few guys on this roster that's actually had some playoff experience, just about what his emotions are going into his last postseason run, the last time he's going to be putting on – 
a Hawks jersey. You never know when it's going to come to an end. So I thought he would be a great guy to chat with to kind of you know, set up the postseason run and uh, see what the mentality of this team is like going into the postseason. And then as we go in the playoffs, we're, we're planning right now on doing a new episode practically every week of just kind of encapsulating, all right, what happened in the last two games? What's to come this weekend? Uh, what, you know, how did game one and game two go? Let's talk about game three and game four. We'll get you some sound for some players. We'll have some other special interviews planned for you. So we're going to have you dialed in to the Portland Winterhawks on this podcast throughout their playoff run, and let's all hope together uh, that it is a, a nice long run. This, this Western Conference playoff picture, it is so fun to keep an eye on. I think all these teams – you know, especially the top five have a legitimate shot. Everybody feels like they're healthy. Everybody feels like they're peaking at the right time. You look at the records of those top five teams: Seattle seven and three in their last ten, Portland eight and two in their last ten, Kamloops seven two and one in their last ten, and Everett six two and two in their last ten. So everybody's playing pretty good hockey going into the postseason, and they all feel like they have a legitimate shot at winning. And it's it's going to be fun. The intensity you can't beat it. Playoff hockey, it's the best ticket in town. And on that note, don't forget to go scoop up your tickets. Game one of the series, whoever they're playing, is going to be on Friday, April 22nd. Game two is going to be Saturday, April 23rd. Those tickets are available at winterhawks.com. They're going fast. I know there's a lot of excitement. The buzz in the building has been awesome the last couple of weeks. Bigger and bigger and bigger crowds as the season has gone on. And I imagine those playoff atmospheres are going to be incredible. I can't wait to get there to the VMC and watch those playoff games against whoever Portland has taken on in the first round of the playoffs want to thank all of you again for tuning in throughout the course of the season. This has been a ton of fun to put together. I hope you enjoy the interviews that we've had and the conversations that we brought to you to highlight this Portland team. What a run that they've been on since that slow start. Uh, just playing tremendous hockey since the calendar hit December 1st and they have been darn near unbeatable. And it has been a lot of fun to watch and it's been a lot of fun uh, to chronicle for you. So I can't thank you enough for tuning in throughout the course of the season. And then stay tuned. Special stuff coming. Postseason officially begins next week. I can't wait to get there. Get it over to the Get over to the VMC, sit down with Clay next week, have some player features, some series previews for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for more content coming throughout the postseason. Get those tickets for Game 1 and Game 2, winterhawks.com. Until next time, go Hawks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.